Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Keita whakaronga mai koe ki tō tato ao horihori ki te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. You're with Our Changing World on RNZ. I'm Alison Balance and now it's time for some wasp talk. Introduced social wasps are a big problem in New Zealand, especially in the honeydew beech forests in the northern half of the South Island. Ecologically, they are bad news, which is why the Biological Heritage Science Challenge has a research programme focusing on them. The researchers are getting close to finishing sequencing the genomes of the common and German wasps, and I catch up with Phil Lester from Victoria University of Wellington and Peter Dearden from the University of Otago to find out why they're doing it and what stage they're at. We have some of the highest wasp densities here in the world. We, we have up to 40 nests per hectare in our South Island beach forest, each of those with five to 10,000 workers in them. That's a massive number of wasps. Our wasps, uh, the biomass of wasps exceeds that of the native birds, the introduced mammals, all those things down there. That's a massive issue. What have you been doing when it comes to the genome of wasps? We have two species, don't we? Yeah, we do. We have uh, German wasps and common wasps. We started with the, with the common wasp because it's common, um, and we thought actually one thing that is required if we're going to develop new methods of control for these species is to understand its genome. So um, I guess it was about a year ago we started sequencing the genome with a, with a set of techniques to try and take all the information we can from the genetics of this animal and stick it all into, into one sort of database so we can work out what genes it has and what kind of um, genetic underpinning of its society and its and its behaviour might be. About halfway through the process, it occurred to, to Phil in particular that we probably need to do the German wasp as well because these these wasps seem to be sort of able to replace each other ecologically. So if we kill all the common wasps, then we'll just get more German wasps. So we've more recently just uh, sequenced that genome as well. Are insect genomes difficult to sequence? Really depends on the insect. So there are some really horribly large and nasty insect genomes. It turns out that the Hymenoptera, the group that contains wasps and bees and ants, have really quite small compact genomes. So that's helped us enormously. Um, we've uh, very easily produced a genome of, of these two species, whereas we're still struggling with things like um, Argentine stem weevils, which have much larger and more repetitive genomes. What stage are you at? For the common wasp, we now have an almost chromosome-level assembly, which means we've got almost all of the DNA base pairs in the order that they are in each of the 25 chromosomes that that species had. The German wasp, we were a little bit further behind, but the next step is actually to start predicting what genes are in the genome and what those genes might do. And so we've done a little bit of that, trying to work out are there bits of shared biology we can understand from perhaps bees or or related insects, or are there things which we can see which are very specific to, to wasps themselves. So that's the process you call annotation? That's right, yes. So we're we're annotating, which is um, always kind of dull, but it's the bit that needs to be done to identify the really cool bits of biology we want to get at. 
So once this is done, Phil, what's it going to enable us Mm -hmm. to do? Many different things. So um, right from the very theoretical, you know, what are genes, these genes do, how to um, use social behaviours, the social behaviours of wasps and bees and ants develop in these populations, all the way through to the spectrum of, well, okay, if we want to control them, perhaps by something like a gene drive process, what genes would we target and how would we do that? The other great thing is it gives us the opportunity to look at diversity in genomes. Invasive insects are really interesting. These, these insects appear to have come into the country a small number of times and then spread enormously. It's going to be really interesting to look at what their genomes look like across the whole species in New Zealand and compare that with, the, with their range where they come from in, in Europe. So once we've got a full genome, we can then skim sequence the genomes of, of other individuals, so relatively cheaply get a, an understanding of their full genome sequence without having to assemble and annotate again. We can just kind of line it up and say, what are the genetic variations? So we can start doing population genomics to understand how these things are so invasive and are there bits of diversity in New Zealand that are different from overseas that we might be able to attack. So at the moment you've just sequenced specimens from New Zealand? That's right. In fact, Phil's given us all the specimens. They're all, all yeah. from New Zealand. So we... lots of them, but, but we do have um, some from uh, Belgium as well. So we have some data from Belgium on, on specimens that were collected there in the native range. So we can do a little bit of a comparison, at least on the transcriptome, you know, how these genes are translated as, as well as in New Zealand. So comparison between what genes are expressed in the home range and what they're doing here and all those sorts of things in between. To be perfectly honest, in fact, we've sequenced the genome of a common wasp and a German wasp. The point being that actually as soon as you get genetic diversity, that makes it much more difficult to assemble. So we actually have the genome of a, a, a common wasp, which I, I like to call Bob. We typically sequence um, male pupae. Of course. Yeah. yeah, we have to see, because they are wasps and bees and ants and things have an odd genetic makeup where males are haploid, they have one set of chromosomes, females are diploid, they have two sets, and that complicates it. So we just focus on the males. This project actually is sort of falling under a larger umbrella of genomic research in New Zealand called Genomics Aotearoa. The idea of that is to start to use genomics better for New Zealand with, with outcomes in health and in primary production and in, in conservation. This is a really interesting sort of leading project here because we have the opportunity of going straight from understanding the genome to starting to develop tools for control of this, of this species. So that group, while it's not really, it doesn't really aim at Um, sequencing lots of genomes, what it does do is try and develop new technologies that enable us to get genomes faster or genomes for species where where things are difficult. So one of the approaches we've taken um, in this particular project is is a technology called HiC, which enabled us to take all of the sequences that we found and ask where they are, are they next to each other in the genome, which is how we've managed to get that almost chromosome-level assembly. So it's been great to to be able to to be involved in a project where not only can we try new technologies and new ideas, but also that they probably have an impact relatively rapidly on on the way we might control wasps. So that's really important as well for the National Science Challenge and the Biological Heritage Program, where we're looking at novel pest control technologies, and and that collaboration with Genomics ATRO is really useful along those lines. We can we can really develop something here, not necessarily on gene drives, but gene drives would be a possible outcome, but also on gene silencing, all those sorts of things that are a genome is essential for these programs. Really, really important first step. Thanks, Phil. Phil Lester is at Victoria University of Wellington and is leading a biological heritage science challenge program tackling the WASP problem. Peter Dearden is at the University of Otago. He is also director of Genomics Aotearoa, 
a genetics collaboration that was formed last year between a number of New Zealand institutions. I'm Alison Balance, and this, our Changing World podcast, first aired on RNZ National on the 21st of June 2018. Hope you're having a good winter solstice. Our webpage is rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. You can find all our stories there in both audio and written form, along with photos and useful links. Why not sign up for our weekly email newsletter, which you can do there as well. If you'd like to subscribe to us as a podcast, we are in all the usual places. Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. You'll find lots of RNZ podcasts there, old and new, including Melody Thomas's frank and interesting sex podcast, Bang. We are RNZ Science on Facebook and Twitter. Do stay in touch. Thanks for your company, but I really must be off, so bye for now. Hey, corner mai.